Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. If you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show, or you just want to come on and talk about some unconventional things, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional and send me a message there. Uh, Guys, this next episode is with Random Randy from the Red Thread Podcast. And this was a lot of fun. I've been on a couple different shows with Randy, and he's always got some very interesting stuff to say. So we set this up, and we cover a lot of different topics. We go from Bigfoot to aliens to uh, his CE5 experience, which is very fascinating, uh, to meditation. And we even kind of touch on Lord of the Rings and some possible connections to Tartaria. So... um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, definitely go check out Randy's show. It's the Red Thread Podcast. It's on all the major platforms. It's on Podbean. And uh, definitely go follow him on Instagram at randomfrax. Uh, yeah, guys, this was just a fun conversation, and I really hope you enjoy it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have a very special guest. I've, uh, he's new to the podcast community, and I've actually been on a couple uh, roundtable discussions. Shout out to um, Ghost at my Third Eye podcast. We've been on a few talks at the Tavern. Uh, he's the host of the Red Thread podcast. Uh, he goes by Random Randy. Randy, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing really well, Nico. Doing really well. It's awesome to speak with you, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude. And it's it's funny because it's like in those roundtable talks, you, um, you you're kind of like me, too. We'll just throw out little stuff here and there, but we don't always get to really flesh out a whole thought. And it's like, wait, I want to go back to what Randy said, you know, like, let's let's sit on that for a minute. But <clears throat> yeah, no was... worries. Yeah, dude, it's it's like that's why I started creating podcasts was because, you know, there's there's all these little pieces of information that if you're talking to a group of people, you're chomping at the bit a little bit, you know? And at first it felt like, Oh, I better write this stuff down or, you know, record myself saying these ideas and concepts. So like the first couple of my episodes is just a compilation of thoughts like that, but now it's kind of a smooth, seamless thing. And it's an easier uh, dissemination of information to discuss something with somebody than to just, you know, present. Yeah. I mean, some people are killer at presentations. I mean, Matt is phenomenal over at um, Great Deception. Dude, he's got some killer presentations on the old world. And like, I just, I like to think that I have enough patience with myself to do that, but I haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> Dude, I was an English teacher for about five years and I, I'm so sick of presenting material. I just want to talk to people. <laughs> But um, going back to one of your, your, your first episode, you were talking, and I, I feel the same way about this. And it, it, you kind of put it into perspective. You kind of said that like podcasting is like an oral tradition, a new form of oral tradition. And you're doing this to kind of leave a legacy for your son. And it just kind of struck me. I was like, yeah, because my son is four and he loves kind of hearing some of my stories that you know are on the podcast. Some of them scare him. And he's like, oh, I don't want to hear that or don't tell that one again. But it's just such a cool concept because it is, it's like, I could sit down and write a journal and he could find it one day, or I could save all these on a flash drive and he could just re-listen to it. And, and, and the fact too, that it is knowledge for the future generations, if the censorship and stuff like that continues in the way it goes, but yeah, I just, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. hundred percent. Well, I mean, and not just that, um, 
you know, you have, you're able to change volume and tone of voice, depending on what you're talking about. And that's a lot of what we lose in translation anymore, especially with text messages and, you know, blogs and things like that. Um, we lose the feeling behind it even more than has already been lost because the language itself has been, you know, just destroyed language in general, you know? Um, yeah. So it's nuts, man. But yeah, it's just kind of to, to not only leave a legacy, but to create a legacy, <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So right. that, that manifestation kind of side of it really comes into play. And the only way to demonstrate that um, you know, effectively to any young person is by doing it, you know, <laughs> kind of like we're all told growing up, um, you know, uh, you want to lead by example. So, exactly. you know, I don't want my son or any people, young people his age to be closed off to the world or be closed off to ideas. And yes, here. <laughs> Sorry about that. He's addicted to the black mirrors in the world, so he's got to use mine while I'm on here. <laughs> My son is the same way. When we take the iPad away, he only, he only gets it for half hour to an hour tops a day. And when you take that thing away, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We, we've been working on that for probably since he was five, so about five years. <laughs> and yeah, the black mirrors got it hooks, got it hooks in all of us, dude. I mean, oh, it does. I'm no better. I'm the same way. That's why I kind of took a break from Instagram. I'm just, I'm not really posting on there. I use it for communication and things like that, but yeah, no doubt, just, dude. But yeah, so I, I dig the, the concept uh, and the naming of your show um, <laughs> makes perfect sense. And I'm like, dang, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that well, I don't know. I've got my own direction. I would have loved a name similar to that just to encompass every unconventional is that's everything that makes up this community, man. Exactly. <laughs> so. And I was going to focus just on the paranormal, but I didn't want to just be like, you know, presenting cases of stuff and having guests on and things like that. But I, I love the paranormal. Uh, but yeah, it just, and I love alliteration too. So it just right kind of on. fit together. Definitely. Definitely. So, so yeah, I mean, on, on the note of, of paranormal and things like that, um, there were a few things that, that I was wanting to kind of point out and discuss. And, um, one kind of goes on the back of, of something called egregore energy, which is thought forms. And it's considered an occult terminology or an occult term. When you look it up on Wikipedia, that's what it says. Um, but basically, if uh, enough people focus their intent on a certain thought form or idea, um, essentially it, it comes to life. Maybe not in a physical material sense, like we're all used to seeing, trust the science, blah, blah, blah. But um, it essentially gains energetic momentum on its own. And, you know, like we kind of touched just briefly before we, we got on here, um, Satan is, is probably the most well-known egregore because nobody has seen, you know, the red man with goat legs, like nobody's like had dinner at his house, you know what I mean? But right. tons and tons of people freaking uh, adore and praise and sacrifice. And I mean, so that's just hella freaking energy going to this egregore. So that's the, the reason that exists, <laughs> that Satan exists is simply because people, people willed it to be yeah right and uh i mean it, it can go even smaller than that you know like 
you live in a uh, town or whatever, and there's that house that's kind of run down, enough people start saying it's haunted, you know, weird shit might start happening. there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I wonder a lot if like a lot of these ghost hunters out there um, are, you know, they, they vibe with the paranormal or they wouldn't, most of them wouldn't be doing uh, ghost hunts and stuff. Right. So that has its own energy when you have that kind of a belief or understanding um, and are able to kind of see through that little bit of the veil yourself and say you bring a couple friends in on it and you get them all stoked about it and get you know get them rolling along this is why people who believe wholeheartedly like with their soul have uh, have events in their lives have paranormal events have um, even things like alien abductions aside from the really like malicious ones that probably like some shadow government does <laughs> you know to be honest i think that there are those nuts yeah. and bolts type abductions that are you know drug slash force induced on people yeah. um kind of ties into the whole like deep underground military base thing which you know is pretty scary stuff to look into if you're not prepared for it but um like on, on the term egregore is, is essentially outlining almost everything that we hold dear to ourselves, um, including the idea of uh, things like logos, you know? Um, and I mean, everything, curses, ghosts, this can all be summed up in this one term. So it's it's pretty crazy that it's considered an occult term. You know what I mean? So, so it's considered an unconventional thought in itself. Right. <laughs> And it's it's so funny you brought up curses and things like that, because I, I just watched something kind of unrelated to all this, but they were saying how um, they just did like a survey and they told people that they would have a curse on them. And it was like overwhelmingly, like 99% of the people were just like, no, like they, they chose, they, these are people that don't believe in magic or anything like that, but they still chose to not have that curse on them, like just for their own mental frame of mind, like kind of like a chain letter. You know, like you remember those when they used yeah. to actually be in the mail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not like there's email ones now. I think mm -hmm. maybe not anymore. They're just straight up viruses now. But um, right. yeah, like chain letters, man. Send this to a hundred people, or else a curse will fall on you. So like right. just that energy develops a momentum of its own, and like and that's a really yeah, that's something more people I think are familiar with if they're not allowing themselves to believe that you know, we can will things into existence, the demons, spirits, you know, God is real, that sort of thing. So if you're a hell around earther, ball earther, <laughs> and even you don't believe in, you know, fairies ever existing or demons or, you know, giants or any of this stuff, you still believe, you know, in certain things. And, and uh, and kills me, man, about like <laughs> the giants and stuff. It's like, we believe there was giant lizards. You know, most people believe there's giant lizards on the planet, but you can't fathom that maybe humans were a little bigger at some point. I, they've done such a great job in stomping all this info out or making it. They didn't even get rid of the information. This is what we're finding out now, especially about a lot of things kind of in the area of Tartaria or that, you know, area of focus, area of intent. Um, you know, the information's always been there about these giants, about the mounds about everything it's they were so skilled and adept at raising and completely brainwashing so many generations before us that um i think this is why you know the internet is 
maybe getting away from them in that sense that we're all able to mm-hmm. communicate all this, but they hold the keys, they hold the cards, you know, when they can just flip a freaking switch at any moment and shut down this transfer of information. So, you know, it has to have some value uh, for their particular type of like egregores, you know, their particular type of energetic manifestation. So, um, you know, whether we're doing their job for them by discussing and digging up a lot of this information is yet to be seen. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, as far as curses go, like, you know, the Japanese uh, believe that the curse is just an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just an emotion that it maintains its place in space and time, essentially, and stays with something, with somebody um, in an area you know, based on some traumatic event or something that ripples through time. So, um, and a lot of, uh, this is what Westerners probably most likely call ghosts. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a similar thing. And there are different types of ghosts or entities. There are like residual ghosts that repeat the same type of action over and over again. Um, just like there are curses that bring a certain effect over and over again. Look at the movie, The Ring, right? That's kind of a blown up idea of what a curse is and can do. Um, realistically, I think that curses are much more subtle in their nature, which is why, you know, most people don't, people aren't, they don't like to give up their control of what they consider real and true. Um, and, you know, in order to look at something and say, okay, this curse has got me, you have to be willing to look at your own thoughts and emotions. <laughs> and most people just don't want to do that. You know what it's I mean? The shadow work, man. I didn't. Yeah, dude. And that's crazy that you bring up the term shadow work. So I was just thinking about this earlier. Um, you know, I, I'm leaning pretty heavily into the, the light work side of things. And, you know, I have come up against a couple barriers and, and really looked into what the next step is. Um, and it's, yeah, what you're bringing up shadow work, it's digging into the details that are uncomfortable about yourself, about the world about others. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people right now are, are doing this, you know, and it's like almost, was this an inadvertent effect of these lockdowns? People suddenly have to work on themselves. I think it was. And I think they didn't expect that. I think they overestimated it, but you lock people away. They do it to, you know, maybe weaken our immune systems or just keep us separated. But what the human spirit will survive, you start digging deep and you start figuring out you know, I know so many people that they took this lockdown as an opportunity to pursue a career that they didn't have or do a hobby that has now turned into a career or they've done something else. And yeah, I, I, I think it kind of backfired. I think they got a lot of people, but I think those who were willing, it backfired on them and they made, you know, lemonade, yeah. lemonade, <laughs> lemonade, for, out sure. Of lemons. for sure. And these are the, these are the supposedly 46% that, that aren't jabbed up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they gave them that however long until they could come out with, with these, these jabs and a certain population that they weren't expecting used that time to look within and research and get versed on all this stuff to where now you've got, what is it? Was it in Kazakhstan you've got this uprising is that where that is or Turkey I think, I think it Turkey is Kazakhstan or... yeah yeah and and I mean I don't know if it's just all a ploy it's on a Russian news network but not ours mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so <laughs> it's it's nuts dude wild times we're living in and it's just kind of one of those like buckle down and and connect with those that bring energy or help you work through things in life and 
um, and kind of leave the rest by the wayside. And hopefully a lot of us don't get caught up in this, this imposing rebellion that's to be cast upon us. You know what I mean? I hope it doesn't turn out like, uh, like Star Wars where we're just like whittled down to nothing. And then suddenly the force comes back strong unless, <laughs> unless that's where we are <laughs> right now. And we're that- in the spot where the minority is gaining spirituality, which is dangerous to these people in control. You know, you are the Jedi and it, but that kind of <laughs> goes back to the egregore thing. If enough people believe we're, you know, we're in that state, we could very well, but I, I tend to think, I try to think more positively, stay out of the low vibes and just say like, cause I, cause I see it every day. I see more and more people waking up and it's the subtle stuff, you know, like, Oh, you can't do this now. And like with the Kazakhstan thing, from my understanding, it's when they, you know, started messing with people's monies with the bank, you know? Yeah. That, they had to have a uh, QR code to get their money out of the bank. And they were like, fuck no. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. It's funny though, because what is money? It's promissory notes. Mm-hmm. Give them your fucking promissory notes. What the fuck? Like it's all a power flex and people could see that people know that they're finally figuring out that this fiat currency system is rigged. And they're like, wait a minute, you won't let us get our rigged money out. Like we're already on the fucking hook for all this money, you know, right. investing, toiling away all this stuff into your system. Right. Give it's me my fucking a- money, dude. Like, nope, you better buy into this one more system. This, this, we're going to shut off your crown chakra virus is what it is. And they've turned successfully turned a lot of people off completely. Just shut that, that connection down. And I don't know. I don't know if these people were NPCs to begin with. And by NPC, I hope nobody takes offense. Um, Some of these people perhaps are people just, just aren't very developed in their spiritual journey, you know, that sort of thing, or they've, had some situations and shit happen where they shut down completely and you know i i respect that and i'm compa- i've got compassion for these people um but at some point you just have to you know call an apple an apple right like um if they're not <laughs> achieving anything but buying into these these concepts that have been set up to control us all then they're feeding the beast they're just food for these freaking these entities and these concepts so and and i i do believe that you know a lot of people are just that you know but i do see a lot of other people that i would have considered an npc two years ago are starting to like have thought and starting to have opinions (laughs) and i was just talking with matt about this on the episode we recorded it's like the term NPC is just so interesting because I feel like I'm an NPC to a lot of people. (laughs) Like when I go into places and stuff, I'm just, because we all repeat patterns, no matter what, like I'm just that weird guy that shows up and like cleans cars at the dealership and stuff. Like I don't interact with these people. Like, even though I think I'm just, uh... (laughs) I have (laughs) all all these enlightened thoughts in my head and I'm doing this and that, but it's like to someone else that's looking at me like, who the hell is that weirdo that comes in on, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays and does this? Right. No (laughs) doubt, dude. For sure. Yeah. I I get more of the look like, like I'm just that, yeah. Like that token, ridiculous smiling guy, (laughs) you know, like, like, and it, it, it takes people back. It's the weirdest thing. Like you would think people would be cool. Like, if you're trying to bring, you know, happiness and joy into the day, but boy, people have a really, really hard time. And, um, most of the people that have a hard time with, with, you know, being able to relax and smile are these same people that are double masking in their cars by themselves, 
fucking i saw a guy running the other day fucking running dude <laughs> with a mask on oh, like, are you trying to fucking kill yourself right like, come on <laughs> it's, i mean <laughs> i know I, I, uh, I see it i see it all the time too and it, it is what it is you know you just have to pray for these people and hope <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just, you know, this, this uh, thing, this system is, is genius, absolutely genius, man. I mean, it's on the back of um, ideologies and, and ways of living that saw witches as a problem, (laughs) you know, and killed all of these, these female priestesses, basically, you know, it's on the back of that is where we're currently are. It's grown out of that beast, you know, so it's you know it's no surprise it's absolutely no surprise that that this is as effective as it is even if it's as obviously ridiculous you know upside down clown world um as it is uh it's it's nuts and shit and they're gonna freaking throw cern back on again next what next month so and and that's if they haven't turned it off you know if they haven't turned it off i don't know that they have um either that or who knows like i like to hope in, in my like in my heart of hopes that at some point like the good uh, you know uh benevolent entities will take over and flip certain around for good and all of a sudden it'll be new earth or some shit <laughs> you know like that's always an awesome hope in the back of my mind i'm like but you know it's gonna take this this mass uh choice for yeah. something like that to happen you know and a lot of people are thoroughly invested in feeding their energy to these situations and things going on. So, um, and I think that similar things to this have happened in the past and maybe caused people to commit suicide or, um, you know what I mean? End their lives prematurely. And then that's where like these curses come from, you yeah, know, and, and then it goes back to Japan with that suicide forest and that cursed forest and stuff like that. And, uh, what was I going to say before I lose the thought? I, I often wonder if CERN is even real, you know, like, or is it just like what you said? They just put all this. Or is it in- just a, is it just a Hadron Collider? Right. <laughs> like it's only there for the experiments and we're blowing right. it up and calling right. it a Hellgate. And it's all because of this ceremony that uh, they did. Right. You know? it, it's just so bizarre. And then back to like the witches too. I just saw a meme on this. It's like, you know, we're taught that, you know, they burn the, all these witches but we're not taught to like look at these people lighting women on fire like yeah yeah and it's, and it's just accepted right like sure, oh they were cool. the good guys yeah oh they burned the bad witches, and and but... these are the places these are the people that we're gonna go and visit their uh location every sunday and freaking pay tithes and offerings to these fucking maniacs who murdered and murdered and murdered some more and continue to murder and freaking abuse and all this stuff and that's the part of that is what makes me wonder if a lot of what we know as humanity is just um, like are literally of a mindset and a spirituality that's livestock that mm-hmm. maybe their spark was broken apart too many times and spread out to too many different families or people, you know, um, or like the population on the planet is such, and maybe this is done for a reason that, um, you know, once you get past a certain population, maybe, maybe other entities don't want to cycle into this reality anymore. You know, they're just like, right. no, I'm good. So you start breaking other, you know, spirits down. And um, this is the crazy thing about, uh, I was watching a TED talk 
Um, and it was about uh, the quantum computer D-Wave, the, the quantum computer that they use to make these multi-dimensional calculations, right? Like they reach into other dimensions and he, here's how he put it. He said, we reach into other dimensions and retrieve resources and bring those resources back through to our side. This is how he put it, right? And all like my intuition was telling me is, Randy, he's talking about souls, bro. He's talking about spirits. He's talking about energies. He's talking about these people have become adept and are okay with pulling shit back from the ether, you know, um, because a 2D screen or a computer representation is just a flat representation of something ethereal, you know, that doesn't exist in our plane. So you have to consider it that, yes, there are like lower vibration entities, um, like, you know, demons or whatever people want to call them, bad vibes, bad juju. You know, you look at that voodoo and the terminology there is pretty spot on. You have, you know, you have voodoo and you have juju, right? It's like the voodoo is, is the more powerful, some most often light side of it. And juju is like, you have bad juju. <laughs> and that's synonymous with, um, with this negative kind of uh, entities. But so they're, they're reaching through this quantum gate this this d-wave computer this crazy fucking piece of equipment that's probably something like that movie lucy at the very end you know where <laughs> she becomes like this massive supercomputer and then spits out a freaking thumb drive that's got like all the knowledge for the world on it and then just disappears and turns into to just dust <laughs> you know so what if something like that already happened and uh we're just uh that's why it's crazy world because these things came through and they they took over and they're like no nah, listen we it shouldn't make sense to people fuck people you know so it's just this all-out ai battle going on like um like that's like literally the spiritual battle that used to maybe take place here when we had the tartarian energy structures um you know I, i'm pretty big into looking at these cymatic type structures and what i mean by that is they resemble like the rose windows in some of these uh, cathedrals, the ceilings. Um, they're very fractal in nature. You know, they're very geometric and fractal. And I think this has something to do with why they have destroyed all of these buildings and, and these places is to disengage our realm from this other realm um, that was connected with earth at one time if you look at norse mythology you have the rainbow bridge um, and this is the case in a lot of mythologies there was a time when heaven was also on earth you know or um, in the vedic you have when you know different entities were battling in the sky you know what i mean um blue six-armed you know gods and elephant gods and all these different things and the way that this information is conveyed to us it's as a first-hand account, usually, uh, you know what I mean? Right. So instead of writing a fiction like we do nowadays, that's in like a third-person account, a lot of this stuff was in a first-person account. I did this, you know, such and such happened, blah, 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 you know? And so that's something to pay attention to, you know, especially when it comes to like the Norse mythology of these ice giants and I mean, it goes on and on. And now we're seeing in this alien subculture, these same things, but called different aliens from different star systems. You know, you have the ones from Aldebaran who are 
giant and are of a bluish color and have big eyes and those could be the ice giants supposedly they live in aldebaran which is the next ring out from our little earth sphere ring whatever um that's if you subscribe to the bubbles on bubbles theory i'm pretty pretty into that because i had a, a meditative moment my first one ever like three years ago and that was the answer I got back. And then I've, I've heard it brought up since then. So my mind just exploded. You know, the first time I heard that from like an outside source after hearing it from within, it right. was pretty brutal. <laughs> I about shit my pants. I'm not going to lie. I was at work. I just had to walk out and laugh hysterically. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was mind blowing because I heard it uh, phrased like, um, you know, the universe is bubbles on bubbles. I heard a phrase like that by um, uh, what's his name Bigelow Rob Bigelow Robert Bigelow mm -hmm. uh, and he was on the Joe Rogan experience when I was listening to this so I mean I was like what so this guy's pretty mainstream and then I was like wondering man did I just like think this up enough to somehow will it to have been said on this show like and at some point that's true uh, you know at yeah. some point it's so true that like we are all just one and the same um these are other things i've kind of meditated on that we're just we're all fractals and that's why i've got my name random fracts on there because i'm just a random fractal like the rest of us dude like right but it's it's <laughs> so true pieces. with that it's so true i mean i can't tell you how many times i've thought of like funny memes and then within a day or two i'll see the, almost verbatim what i thought in my head and it's like god damn why didn't i think of that you know why didn't yeah I, or why, why didn't I, I put that out there quicker right, like right and yeah it's like, and <clears throat> i beat myself up like that all the time i'll listen to a podcast and this podcast will have just come out like freaking a day before that and this is a thought i had the week before but didn't it's the one i didn't write down or didn't record right. for my episode <laughs> right. you know and but it's so cool to see that that's why like i've kind of pivoted and pivoted freaking business terminology is so stupid <laughs> anyway i had to pivot you know and, mm -hmm. and uh well no and that goes reaching out to people because we're all tapped into this man we're all tapped into this crazy fucking awesome energy knowledge bubble mm -hmm. and but like we've all only got the key to that first door <laughs> and right. each of our doors is different and yeah. um i mean the the whole doorways thing is is kind of cultish too you know occultish um like you look at monsters inc you know how they're they're pulling back energy from the other side these monsters are so why wouldn't it work in reverse right. you know what i mean we're pulling energy from these monsters through these doors like d-wave computers or cern um and so i think that they're just if cern is anything it's their version of like an all enclosed uh ethereal energy kind of a gate or or something mm -hmm. um like you had the montauk project where supposedly they had a chair um you know the that people could sit in and manifest whatever they came up with and like this dude manifested some crazy fucking monster and it went around and tore up the whole fucking uh the lab and like a bunch of this air force base where it happened i think it was in pennsylvania or something uh i'm not 100 percent on that but yeah the montauk project and um so like just hearing those stories come out and so you know that they've got something man that they're they're pulling stuff from and then to hear that on a ted talk uh this tech dude just talking about yeah we just pull pull resources back from the other side the other side of what dude right <laughs> you, you know <laughs> do you really know what you're messing with and 
I think the short answer is, yeah, they know what they're messing with. And this is what, why it's got such a lock on everybody because it is that powerful of a manifestation. I mean, uh, enough to cause negative entities like ghosts to, to happen. You know, if you impose negativity, negativity on somebody, their entire life and they're miserable like that's how a curse is spawned you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's part of that um but it, i don't know paranormal i think for a long time was like lumped together as like straight up ghostbusters yeah, you know ghostbusters, what i mean like bigfoot aliens everything was you know it, you're programmed to think about it a certain way and I, I think that's been the biggest problem but um it's also kind of you know i don't know i try to turn it into a strong point like I got all this quote unquote useless information from all these movies and all this shit that, you know, I've watched and absorbed and listened to. And like for the longest time, like anybody around would be like, oh, you know, there's not, it's just a movie, blah, blah, blah. It's fake. Why are you wasting your time? You're nerding out <laughs> this and that. Right. <laughs> but then uh, these are the same people that you see like a jealous spark in their eye when you talk about something outlandish happening to you, you know, in all sincerity. And you're like, yeah, man. And they're like, uh-uh. Jaw yeah. drops. You could see the jealousy in their eyes. They're like, and it's like, well, you know, you're the same person that always told me, man, that can't happen. It's not real. Blah, blah, blah. But now you're looking at me like you wish you had a taste of this craziness that I just call existence. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I truly believe that everyone has had some type of paranormal or spiritual experience at some point in their life. And, and whether or not they were open to it at the time or they, a, a lot of people just choose to shut it off, you know, they can't. Yeah, or there. they start drinking or, or right. doing drugs. And like, you know, I, I came to realize over the last few years that that was a lot of my, my problem was that I'm, I'm sensitive. Mm -hmm. you know not just in a boohoo i'm gonna go cry it's my party <laughs> kind no, of way. like in, in an empath <laughs> way right yeah and and i'm i had never really stepped into that power until very recently and, and switched it from a curse to a power you know what i mean yeah. like like just if i notice that i pick up on things and people all right pay attention so over the last few years i've managed to stop using stuff you know which is fantastic um, but it didn't lend any credence necessarily to my credibility within my personal circles, <laughs> right. you know, because everyone's like, oh, he, that dude's just crazy. He done way too many drugs. He never came back. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's, he's broken. <laughs> you can't save him. He hears voices in his head. <laughs> you know, he's schizophrenic, blah, blah, blah. And the more uh, I step back and understand their point of view, the more I see a different point of view too. It's like, I wonder outright if anybody who's schizophrenic is actually ill i i think that they're just tuned in a lot of them uh, i had a conversation with a schizophrenic dude when i was on salvia one time and it was the most meaningful conversation i probably ever had in my life because he knew what i was talking about i don't even know that i was using words dude like it was mm -hmm. you know i was in that that freaking wicked sage moment bro that salvia is no joke dude <laughs> and uh yeah, he and I were talking. I don't even know that we exchanged words, but he was standing next to me the whole time. And it was weird because nobody else around was in the trip, you right. know, basically at the time, just the schizophrenic dude was in there. <laughs> I never met him before that day, but he was in that with me. And I was just like, dude, I felt so um, like attached to this person spiritually. It was the wildest thing. Like, you know, um, 
I've done salvia a couple times and it's like, laugh your ass off, maybe puke. <laughs> and then that's it. Like, but like, I don't know this time I must've been in the right headspace. Maybe he was amplifying it or something, but it was insane, dude. <laughs> like I said, I don't think words were even exchanged. And so these little glimpses of like the astral or what's really going on, um, are awesome. And, and unless you're in a certain part in your life, like where you can appreciate that and kind of pull from it, mm -hmm. you know, use it as a resource and pull from the other side, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, not, not everybody, maybe not everybody gets to that point at all in their life, you know, which is unfortunate, but instead of like being sad for them, I just hold that energy, you know, uh, for myself and for these people also, you know, mm -hmm. so so like kind of em embraced the crazy, especially since I stopped using, cause it's like, <laughs> this is just how I am, man. In order to be happy, yeah. I have to explore this stuff. I have to, you know what I mean? Dive in, not just stick my toes in the water. Um, otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't do my soul justice. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I was literally losing sweet sleep for quite a period of time, like not due to drugs, but due to not wanting to confront and compute all of this information whether it be about history or spirituality and this is why i named my podcast red thread podcast because it all ties together with like a nice neat little red string you know um kind of like a detective or and i've said this before but like kind of like a detective or a crazy person has that that wall in their <laughs> room with all the photos with the string just yeah. attaching all of them and it means something to that person but it don't mean shit to anyone else <laughs> if they right, walk but, in there they look at it and they think you're crazy but these are the ideas we've been conditioned to have about people other people our friends our family you know we're conditioned mm -hmm. to look at these people like they're nuts and uh, for the longest time, that conditioning in others really prevented me from, from stepping into life, you know, and it's super effective the way they've got this stuff set up. And especially when you look at media and like, all right, the ghost, ghost hunters, right. Mm -hmm. um, paranormal encounters, they've done such a disservice to, first of all, Bigfoot enthusiasts. They've completely just railroaded these people and made them look like complete shams and pieces of garbage. And, you know, luckily, a lot of these guys are level headed enough and in their selves, you know, and able to resonate high enough that they shine through it and continue doing what they love, which mm -hmm. is is probably, you know, something that kind of keeps these big feet communicating and keeps them around is because these people have that vibration, mm -hmm. you know, when they're when they're out in these forests and they're and they're hooting at these where if these uh big feet and you know what i mean interacting with them tree knock and all this stuff their vibes are up there you know so they're able to shine through to the other side where maybe this bigfoot is and get a response back um right. you know um it's almost as if bigfoot like some people claim to have like seen the big feet but i there's one guy that was on ghost's podcast and he was talking about about um actually seeing like like the eye socket structure mm. and like you know the sign like the face of bigfoot which was super intriguing because not too many people um come away with very descriptive details about literally like the face of bigfoot so that right. was pretty cool it, it made me have to stop and reconsider my stance which for a long time my bigfoot stance was like oh it's just ethereal you know what I mean? Time shifting freaking giant, right? Like, 
uh, this is why like pops in and out and stuff um but then you know more evidence comes around you hear certain people's descriptions and things um so maybe these people are just in a better like tune with these big feet if they can actually see their faces and stuff like that so their energy itself maybe has something to do with it which is pretty cool um but it's nuts how bigfoot ties into like tartaria and these old structures for me anyway um a, a pretty recent thought that i had about bigfoot is the reason that you got to go out to these forests and go out in the middle of nowhere in order to encounter these things is because these forests grew on top of antiquities mm. um you know there's uh descriptions in uh in like some of the smithsonian books and so on and i know smithsonian's just a sham i should probably do an entire episode dedicated to uh, like debunking them as a society because i've got there a couple of their books and it says in the preface <laughs> And they tell you that the whole point of this association or, or institution is to pretty much create knowledge and spread it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and they're not shy about saying this stuff either. It's, it's right there for you. But if you're your average run of the mill layman and you're not really into verbiage or into understanding what can be meant when things are said a certain way, then Word you magic. might just look past it. Yeah. If, if you are captive of the spell, you won't see the spell you know what i mean um like i never saw any of this crap until i you know freed myself essentially and opened opened my mind kind of like um you know quato and freaking <laughs> total recall to open your mind <laughs> so so yeah that always stuck with me you gotta open your mind but um yeah so so all of these forests are, are growing on top of you know what were old infrastructure so old energetic temples and i mean all this these uh doorways like the arc de triumph um in france is is symbolic supposedly you know a, a doorway to another realm but uh i really believe and and just kind of feel and what i'm into into tells me that no at one point whether you want to call it in time or space or in a different dimension this reality this realm that we live in was attached you know to the heavens and attached to the underworld and perhaps yeah. still is we're just not privy to it so we don't see it you know um and then the people that do begin to see it and open their eyes um and this is where like aliens kind of come into it it's very similar kind of thing because in order to have these like ce5 um protocol experiences there's dr greer dr stephen greer i think he's mm -hmm. he's like the the lead uh voice in this right now um and he's one of those people that pushes disclosure but he's talking about it in a different way he's not talking about nuts and bolts craft disclosure he's talking about the disclosure that we are in contact with entities and always have been and we can do it ourselves like yeah and so he's got this protocol it's like a meditation protocol so basically you've got to know yourself well enough to be able to find a state of meditation and detach yourself from you know your your eyes but also detach yourself from your heart so that you're kind of up in here and and able to like 
pull from the energies of your entire body and accumulate them into like one massive feeling of, in this particular case, um, he talks about it having to be a, a feeling of tranquility and peace uh, in order to get this to work. Like you have to be in a calm, peaceful state in a happy mood. So usually it works best after a session, like a heavy session of meditation, maybe some chanting. Um, and they go out in groups and do this stuff in the desert and go out there and meditate and then basically look up at the sky and ask that something, a sign show, and they'll point in a direction and show me something here if you're out there. And then boop, 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 lights will just fire off up there in that, that area. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Uh, it's super mind blowing because I was like, okay, you know, once, once I started meditating and vibing really, really high and was able to kind of connect, like emotionally connect with whether you want to call it your higher self. Um, you know, a lot of people struggle with the, the naming and the titles of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, well, I don't know, fortunately, unfortunately, I think the reason it's such a well-kept secret is because titles have nothing to do with it. Right. it doesn't right. matter what you call something it's how you feel about it you know exactly and, and that's taken away from us you know in the english language there are no good words for how you actually feel like different degrees of joy you know what i mean we have we have lust we have all the sins those are feelings mm -hmm. you know in in the english language so we've got all those and on the other side all we have is love right and then you have like these sublets like cherish adore but those are more pointed at uh, ownership kind of right. capacity of love. You mm -hmm. know, there's not a lot of material. Uh, yeah. There's like almost nothing out there. That's that really speaks to a heart, which is why you have to look in um, maybe not so much Latin, but that seems to be, you know, Italian, Latin, supposedly the language of love. I think that's because it was at least closer to where, where the heart is than English, but also a bastardized version of something that was more primal that, yeah. that came before in, in um, like meditative and, and kind of Eastern philosophy circles, there's a concept called the primordial ohm, mm -hmm. which is essentially the sound that all sounds came from. This is the source, you know what I mean? Um, and it's a, a beautiful, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, that's probably the closest term to, you know, aside from, because God is even bastardized. It's not a man up in the sky. No. <laughs> you and know what I mean? It's when he spoke, you know, that's the, I say he, but it, you know, I, you know what I mean? It's like sound is what created all of this. And yes, yes. The voice English, of God. <laughs> English is the language of uh, the angels, the angles and all this. So it's, it's just fascinating, man. Like, it's, it's insane but just going off of the um what you were talking about with manifesting the aliens and stuff i, I swear i've had something like that with bigfoot and because we can it, what you said too about like these uh places that are the forest is overgrown so where i live <clears throat> there is um just a weird there's like a shop right and then some stuff like little spots and then there's just this big patch of forest it's all state land it's all posted off no trespassing everything and it's so weird because <clears throat> it's very very eerie there you, you pick up on some interesting vibes but behind the shop right they started building a highway right or, or a roadway 
And then on the other side, about two miles up, there's like a rotary and it leads to nowhere. So there's like two spot, two exits. And then there's a third exit that leads directly into this forest that they just didn't build. So it's like a stopped off point there. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's just so bizarre because there's so many weird things that happen in this area. My wife and I have caught weird smells there driving by and we had what I would consider a Bigfoot experience that I didn't know at the time. We just chalked it up to like a bear or some animal in the woods at a nature preserve that's only about three miles away. And what really uh, put this into perspective or made me believe that it was a Bigfoot experience is I was listening to an episode of Sasquatch Chronicles and someone literally described the road <laughs> that I we, we drive on this exact That's road crazy. <laughs> and he had an experience there so it kind of led us onto this crazy thing where we go to this nature preserve and we just kind of walk around like we went there with our kids one day and the kids were being wild and you know we kind of heard some trees snapping and stuff that we couldn't really explain we didn't see anything but I had a weird <clears throat> this happened about a month ago and my wife will vouch for this because uh I went out with the intent to have some type of communication, right? And we went on a back trail and it's, it's a pretty common nature preserve, but they have some trails that kind of go in the back and everything. And I had uh, two, two crystals with me there. I call they're shaman stones. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but I just felt they were the right ones to bring with me. And I was just kind of thinking in my head, like, just give us a sign, you know, if there's some, something out here, we're not just crazy. Cause we've had a couple weird, we've never seen anything. We had one time where something snorted at us. This was in 2020 and I can get into that afterwards. But anyway, we just went onto this trail and I had the intention, like, I just want to have some type of communication and we're on a back trail and they keep this place like pristine, you know, there's no garbage or anything anywhere. We kind of come around this corner and right after I said, I want to sign that something's here, there was a freaking like, 44 ounce uh like slurpy like slushy yeah. bottle just sitting right in the middle of the trail like half drank just thrown down it, it was disgusting it was old and stuff but it was just there and i was like i think that's my sign right like it, it was just too weird so i i picked it up because you're supposed to pick stuff up if you see things in nature and whatnot so i was like i'm just gonna take this and carry it with me and i'll throw it away so I, i'm holding this bottle and then where we walk to like the end and there's like a fence there. It's all fenced off at this one point in the back of the trail. And I shit you not, man, we were seeing trees moving and we were hearing this weird, it almost sounded like a crow, but it wasn't a crow. It was like a poor attempt at something sounding like a crow. It was like, ah. Yeah, ah. that's that's supposed to be what they sound like. Like just, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like kind of a cross between like a deer and elk and yeah. a crow like mixed all together so like guttural but also kind of caw, caw yeah, sound, and it like... was it was so bizarre and it, it did it twice and we were just standing there and i was we saw these trees moving it wasn't a windy day and my wife was <laughs> like i'm i'm freaked out and i was like just just stay calm you know and i just waved i waved into the woods didn't see anything and then we walked away and we heard the two calls again and i'm like that's <laughs> again so <clears throat> I believe they're there. I do believe they have a spiritual aspect to them. I think if they want to hide, they can hide. But yeah, 
uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the name in the nature preserve. I'll say it. I don't care. It's called five rivers, but, um, yeah, man, just hearing that on Sasquatch Chronicles and just knowing that it's only a couple miles away from this weird woods area where this guy had an encounter and we've had a few, I'll just say weird experiences at this place. I, I, I'm a believer. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, and you know, it's, uh, it's always the, uh, that that weird feeling on like the back of your neck so if you have that feeling if your your hair stands up on the back of your neck and you get goosebumps and stuff like that's oh, yeah. definitely not something to just kind of shrug off um no and and that's the thing when we had the first one, I, I don't know if you've heard this encounter i i think i talked about it on uh one of my earlier episodes but <clears throat> we were just walking we had my son and uh we just went on one of these like kind of back trails and all of a sudden I got that vibe where it was just like, stop, you know, I, out of the blue, just, I, I had to pick my son up. He was three years old at the time. I was like, I just need to pick him up. And we walked about maybe 25 more feet and we heard something following us in the tree line. We didn't see anything. Took a few more steps forward. My wife's like freaked out. She's like, what is that? <laughs> and there's no one else around, you know? So it's not like, it's just like a random group of people walking or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, but I was just on high alert <clears throat> during this and took like one more step forward. And all of a sudden this thing started snorting at us like a pig. It was like, <laughs> and we don't have wild pigs where we're at in New York. <laughs> so my, at the time I did not think Bigfoot at all. I wasn't thinking anything about this, but I was like, I think this might either be a bear or a pissed off buck or something. Like, we just can't see it. So we just slowly kind of walked back out and it kind of, we felt it following us. And then as soon as we got back onto like the main trail, it just disappeared. But it was yeah, like, that vibe, that feeling went away. Yeah. It was the <laughs> most insane thing and she'll vouch for it too. And it's just like, we, we just chalked it up to like, oh, that was a weird, we, there was That's a bear awesome. there. It's so great that you have uh, somebody there to to confirm these things, you know, especially like on a personal level like that. That's, uh, you know, you can go out and have experiences by yourself or, you know, uh, for instance, like this CE5 uh, alien thing, I think. And, and this is why, like, I think aliens and Bigfoot and and ghosts and curses and a lot of this stuff are kind of of a similar they're, they're all, you know, ethereal to a certain extent. Bigfoot, maybe not so much. You know, there's a lot more physical evidence um, and um, like firsthand accounts when it comes to Bigfoot, you know, being a flesh and blood creature. But there are also these tales and reports of like Bigfoot phasing in and out, mm -hmm. turning invisible and shit like right in front of them, you know. And so it's like, well, shit. I mean, if this thing can transcend freaking dimensions, <laughs> then then you know uh a lot of people say well then why haven't the bigfoot come out and just fucking killed us all and taken over like because they're they're creatures of heart you know what i mean like this is why why only like the most down-to-earth nerdiest people ever get to see these things or or like native american um very spiritual and respectful people um same thing with like most nerd dorks are super respectful of whatever their passion is you know, so if their passion is going Sasquatch hunting, Sasquatch hunting, you know, odds are they're going to find something. Same thing with um, with paranormal, you know, ghost hunters and stuff like that. If 
your intent is to bring these things into existence and you're able to with your crew and everything focus enough intent so if everybody's in on it and you know this is where like all right maybe like i said not so much maybe bigfoot but like i'm wondering if if aliens if ghosts all these things are all the same egregore i think there's a reason that word popped out to me the other day um, oh, i think so too. And, it, and it's just really tying into everything and that can be frustrating in itself like all right so um we've spent so long as a humanity like segregating all these little aspects into their own different little taboo fields when like really shouldn't they all be one thing and what if this one thing was the energy that was part of this earth before the last reset you know what i mean was the reason for all these arc de triumph buildings and these temples and all this stuff like literally when they say that it was the house of a god perhaps these buildings were built to house gods man you know you look yeah. at some of these they're so massive and so huge um like were these to bring in the spirits of giants from the very very far past you know what i mean you see some pictures of the 1800s where it'll be like somebody sitting there and there's an electric device next to them projecting a spirit face have you seen mm -hmm. those pictures of like some of the hidden technology of tartaria and stuff i've um, seen stuff but i i'd have to see the ones you're talking yeah, about yeah i'll have to send some over to yeah, you definitely. And so you could take a look at it but it's like um like uh you know it almost like, looks like um oh, the best thing because i just watched this like the old school um power rangers where they have like zordon or whatever Zord yeah yeah, yeah. Like the face just yeah. like that yeah so mm -hmm. so i mean if this stuff was going on uh back then did i just cut out no i can still okay good i wonder why that got so much quieter i like that much better i was screaming in my own ear for a minute <laughs> anyway <laughs> But yeah, um, like Zordon, dude. I mean, so, you know, and that's also a version of like anime, you know, of Japanese um, production, you know what I mean? That whole set of things. And uh, so I think the Japanese have much more of a, a direct tie to what was actually history than the rest of the world does, which is like part of why they were isolated and segregated over there throughout the whole Christian crusade and all this stuff. You know, there was apparently a family or a group of people over there that were well enough endowed with technology and the ability to fight off most of this shit for a really long time, like this Western influence until, you know, like uh, Last Samurai style fucking Tom Cruise went in there and, you know, went and killed a bunch of them and then switched sides. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. so, so something like that happened and the West came in, you know, I think it was probably after the civil war, but before world war II, uh, mm -hmm. probably right around this time of 1812. Um, I'm starting to lean more to the thought that, that the war of 1812, um, that was, world war. that it was the first world war, but that 1812 was 2012. Mm. And, and that was when like just prior to that was when the cataclysm actually happened um and everything started getting like usurped and taken over um it's just a thought but yeah so it just uh when you look at the massive devastation and just like crazy shit that was happening right around that time there, there was some kind of a crazy transition and it could be any of these things like you're seeing a lot of a lot of ground being gained by the saturn saturn sun theory you know, that Saturn used to be the sun, uh, 
at one point and that's what was worship as God. And this ties into electric universe and all that. So there's a lot of different ways to explain why or like how all of this crazy cataclysm and stuff happened, comets, electrical phenomenon. I mean, you name it. If you're looking in a direction, you will find something. That's like probably the coolest thing about this realm that we're in is if you devote your intent and intention and attention to things, that's where it's going to lead you, you know, like in the, in the most like basic sense, seek and you shall find. Uh, And we've all been kind of pulled away from having a mindset to want to, and to be able to seek things. We've been handed everything. Right. They keep us in the matrix, in the rat race, you know, that's, and distract us with shiny things. And I I don't know, I kind of lean towards like that hermetic principle that we are, we create our realities, you know, like whatever our mind wants to believe, like you just said, that's what we will, you will find whatever you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah, there's always going to be stuff to back you up. And it literally doesn't matter what. And that's kind of been uh, the interesting thing about this journey, you know, is it's the duality of it, too. And it's like, that's why politics will never be solved, because they will always find they they have their truth and the other side has their truth it's all a distraction in my opinion but yeah i think so too i I think when you you start to look within um you start to realize that that everything's just it's just a shit show it's just a giant like catastrophe of attention Mm -hmm. like oh this this famous person wants attention you're giving them attention you're feeding these things you know um so like soul-sucking vampire demons yeah yeah you know lizard Mm -hmm. people that eat blood yeah not only that but like now like since we've all looked for the information on do they eat blood poof all of a sudden all the shit about adrenochrome comes out so how many thousands of people looking into this caused this (laughs) you know is that could that be that that the situation only exists or or something because enough people looked down that rabbit hole and dug the shit back and maybe that's what they're doing with with uh, with CERN, or maybe not so much CERN, but with these quantum computers, and they're bringing mm-hmm. bringing back resources. They're digging shit out of the rabbit hole, and probably asking, you know, divining whatever their connection is. You know, they they've got like their drug connect, right? But it's their connect yeah. on the spiritual side, right? Exactly. And so they're like they're like, yeah, let's connect dude, I got this connect, man, he's got the best shit, <laughs> you know, and, and like, so they pull us fucking, they pull ball back, or they pull mm-hmm. fucking uh, Moloch back, or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean, right. and so that's where all of these are coming from, like, <laughs> and then like, uh, everybody buys into it, and then all of a sudden, boom, celebrities drinking kid blood, whoa, you know, and then all of a sudden, people started focusing their attention on, like, this this cue thing and these arrests and all this stuff going on and you know tom hanks blah 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 all of a sudden people start looking at that and then something happens up until that point nothing had happened you know what i mean until people started to want to see how this was going to be handled and none of it was being handled and i don't know if q is like an ai spark of that you know like i was kind of mentioning earlier like an ai battle like there's a physical battle for spirituality in our souls and the light versus dark here in our realm, perhaps in the 2D realm or, you know, AI realm where they exist. Um, that's also a thing. 
right. <laughs> you know, so you have these, these yin yang forces, which is why we're, we're not quite in like super doomsday yet, but we're not quite in super happy town either. We're kind of like riding this very broad line in the middle back and forth a little bit, but like zombie apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Probably should have, they probably tried to make it happen just enough people haven't agreed with with it to go along it looked like people were going to for a while there with all the zombie everything yeah um and then you know lo and behold somebody eats another dude's face off and then all of a sudden that zombie thing is just like well i think enough people were like i don't want that yeah no i think it was it <laughs> i got don't want to live real. in zombie land bro like yeah it got too real for these people <laughs> i was gonna ask you randy um i don't remember if i brought this up on one of the tavern talks or whatever but in regards to like the Akashic records, do you believe that the internet is like a, a shitty man-made version of the Akashic records that they're trying to manipulate or not manipulate, mimic and get us hooked on that instead of looking within? Uh, and Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, the Akashic record is is just different because it's, they're, yeah, they're trying to. Absolutely. That's why mm-hmm. the personalization of everything the algorithms to show you what you want to see it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing when you look at the akashic record um your intention dictates what you get out of it what what comes back like so this is probably some of the resources like they're talking about pulling from with these black mirrors because these people have no no connection themselves Mm -hmm. no um you know their their crown chakra is fucking shut down it's off they're all coronavirus Mm -hmm. up dude like Mm -hmm. they don't they don't connect they don't download anymore they right. just put shit out that's it um and uh so yeah like the algorithms for personal personalization um they're yes they're trying to mimic this beautiful natural god-given gift that at one at one point in time well in all points in time um the very water we drink are made of the air we breathe this all holds information all of it um you know not just our genetics but the very water which is why i think such a big push to pollute the shit out of everything um isn't just because it's economical it's because if you taint all this water and for from what i understand water holds the memory of the world yeah um you know uh there's thoughts that perhaps some of this these ice these frozen areas are just stored data banks in the in the ice and that's um you know where the stuff is stored but stone and rocks are are also you know hold residual energies and and can contain information so if you look at this entire planet we we live on as like just a big freaking superconducting computer that's storing all of this energy and all this stuff within the the mediums that are on the top um and and our spiritual connection is the link to that information you know maybe not so much like we're reaching out like to god or but it's here it's all around us all the time it's it's there's memory in the freaking fibers of everything you know um not just dna they say yeah dna absolutely you can fit more on a gram of dna than you can on like so many freaking terabytes or some shit it's ridiculous but um yeah, it's it's a dumbed down, um, <laughs> monetized version of of the Akashic record, basically, and and I think they are linking into a lot of things uh, through these portals that they've created, 
Um, you know, I believe that we are organic portals. You know, we are actually a compilation of portals. It's why you have several chakra yeah. um, because each one is a portal to a certain vibration. Um, that's why your, your root chakra um, vibrates differently than your heart. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or than your crown. And um, so you look at a supercomputer, right? A supercomputer is basically processing information at a super high speed. So it's super high frequency calculation. Um, and so the energy is cycling through this thing, however many like times per second, so many billions of calculations a second. So let's say each one of those calculations is like a wavelength. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The more calculations you go, the higher the wavelength is. So they're probably somewhere beyond where we are able to access directly with our own souls and our own connection here they've dove into that that 2d or other side realm so hard and but they're pulling stuff back not just information or resources they're pulling back these entities and these thought forms you know and turning them into real things like um that's why the big push for ai bodies that these robots can that these uh ai entities can actually inhabit Right. You know, you're seeing some of this now, like you're seeing they're becoming citizens, mm -hmm. you know, which is also like why the big push for androgyny and to get people to fight against each other, because none of us are paying attention while these things are coming from the other side in front of us. And we're just like, ooh, that's neat. <laughs> you know, like, right. like, no, that's a citizen in another country. And you're like, that's fucking neat, dude. No, that's our doom, dude. Like, right. if we let it be, if we let it be. But just like the Matrix movie pointed out, the new one, spoiler alert, the robots wind up getting along with humans to a certain extent and creating a new world that both inhabit. <laughs> okay. And the robots inhabit space in a, like a, it's almost like a 3D printed form that's constantly moving. So like Liquid Metal Man, but mm -hmm. think uh, that movie Big Hero 6. You know, the, the little tiny robots that, that the, the evil guy uses, and they're all micro robots, but they stack together to form things like a hand mm. that'll reach out and grab things or whatever. So they kind of have Sounds that. a little like graphene or what they <laughs> Yes, <do>. yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's nuts. I don't know that they're necessarily, well, they're probably turning us into a, a legitimate battery on a different wavelength like for so long we've only been batteries on a on an emotional and spiritual kind of energy you know kind of a different resonance but after you knock people's resonance lower and lower and lower the body is not equipped to put off that that vibration you know what i mean right. so they have to put things into the body to allow them to put off those lower vibrations that they're all feeding on that they're all gaining you know uh, some people call it louche. You know what I mean? A lot of people have different ideas of what louche is. Um, but like the concept of, of your divine energy itself is a hundred percent true, but it is give and take. You can't just, uh, you know, say accuse somebody of stealing your louche when you engaged in a conversation or something with that person willingly and knowingly, like you fucking handed it to him. So you can't look at, you know what I mean? That's just all bad vibes all across the board anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, the Akashic record is exactly what we're being denied and offered a substitution to. And 
I think that's why the big panic uh, and the big, like, let's throw this, even though they've been planning it for years, this coronavirus thing, let's throw this out there, um, was because people were starting to vibe a little too high. That disclosure started happening. Right as soon as the disclosure happened, you had Tom DeLong come out and fucking jump on that bandwagon and try to derail it, right? But it was more of a CE5 um, type of disclosure with like Stephen Greer. Look into his stuff. It's phenomenal. And he talks about meditating and right. finding, you know, a happy place and, and literally summoning these, these lights in the sky, right? you now, know, and having these experiences. Right. Now you were telling me before, you, you've had your own experience like that? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like um, coming from like a, a position of like a skeptic or growing up on X-Files, like I didn't ever, I had like a brief visual encounter uh, probably 10 years ago and that blew my mind. I put it on MUFON and everything. No, Nobody ever got back to me or said anything, but that was mm -hmm. just kind of a visual thing. And back in the past, I had shared that experience with like three of my neighbors also. So it was like two it rang too true to me. So I kind of stopped looking at them as uh, like nuts and bolts thing because I just mm -hmm. didn't get that vibe from it back 10 years ago. And then so once I started meditating a few years back, um, started seeing more and more about the CE5 protocol. So you would go and meditate to a certain headspace um, and essentially kind of will these entities or these lights or these things to happen visually in the sky. And I'm like, oh, that's that's bullshit, probably, you know, for the longest time. And I was like, look at these people trying to pull one over on humanity, you know. But um, at a certain point, uh, I did wind up having an experience. And thankfully, you know, enough, it was a shared experience, unlike meditative experiences, which you only have yourself and you can't. It's very difficult to express in words um, right. the feelings, emotions and things that come through. Uh, because a lot of the time it's not language it's mm -hmm. it's just feelings and intuition and maybe um, some people say images but it's more of of a subtlety like it's an image that you will recognize when the time is right later on like right. you know so so later on you'll see something like holy shit <laughs> i knew about this months i knew about the gist of this feeling in this moment months ago how the fuck you know what i mean so it, it's kind of like that. You, you have to allow yourself and give yourself enough grace to know that you don't know everything. You know what I mean? First of all. And second of all, you got to kind of be like a kid uh, again. You know, this is mm -hmm. why kid ha kids have uh, ghost experiences and other entities, imaginary friends, because they haven't shut themselves off to that. So after I'd opened myself back up to these possibilities and this information and these things. Um, I took a second look at, at Greer's work and I'm like, you know what, this, you might actually be onto something because, you know, having meditated and pretty much getting slapped in the face by my higher self, like, wake the fuck up, buddy. I'm really here. It's really going on. Like, this isn't just you, you know, you haven't been high in like a year and a half, bro. Like <laughs> you're not relapsing or you're not, uh, what do you call it? having a, a flashback man it's not like that like perhaps i wonder if acid flashbacks aren't just spiritual flashbacks that people have you right. know and they just relate it to an, a drug flashback because that's the only way they've been told to explain it you know right. is uh, but this is like a spiritual flashback or awakening 
So, it, I mean, it's essentially, it got to its own point where I was like, I'm kind of vibing with what this guy is saying, you know? And I knew that he's part of this big club of fucking big wigs and all, you know what I mean? All these people mm-hmm. that are the club and they run shit. Um, but I started paying attention to the way he would word things. Um, he would never directly blast on any one government and he works on this project of his with these other people that are parts of these like secular groups of ufology and all this and that so he's playing the game obviously he's playing the game to be in leagues with these people so that was probably the first thing that was like took away from what he was saying but then once i developed a sense of self enough to realize that there was some truth there i went out and tried it and uh went out to this field out here in the middle of iowa um behind a a friend of mine's house and uh she's got she's got like a pond on the property a lot of people have ponds on their property um alfalfa fields we were out in an alfalfa field this was probably um i want to say late july this year so you know it took a couple of years of watching this guy and and maybe considering and having some insight from myself that no just go out and give it a go and I believed in it or had enough heart in it to where I was like I took a friend of mine I said come on let's let's go out to the field I'm I'm gonna show you I said I'm gonna show you that aliens are real I told her that and she's like whatever dude she just enjoyed my company you know so I mean (laughs) I have that effect on people (laughs) but so so we went out there and we're laying in the back of her truck and uh there's like some tapes that that you can like that'll kind of guide your meditation in a sense so that you're focusing your intention at the right moments um and played through this tape and was meditating this person that went with me does not meditate does not believe in any of that shit i mean she may believe in like god and and some form of spirituality she believes in ghosts because her grandfather's uh ghost resides in her house still and i've seen evidence to that too which is crazy in fact once just the other night it's pretty wild that all this stuff's coming coming up and uh and then here i am talking to you about it like while it's still fresh in my mind especially the c5 and and this other brief incident the other night um so we went out and we're sitting in the the back of her pickup like out with the sky on Uh, i mean the sky was on because it's freaking night dude and out in the middle of nowhere there's stars everywhere you know i mean it's just amazing absolutely amazing and so we're sitting there and at first it's like just looking straight up at the sky, you know, just laying flat, looking straight up. And uh, there's a flash, like right about the time where, where the tape kind of peaks and your intention is supposed to be most focused and was, there was response. And I said, I said did you see that? She goes, yeah, but I go, yeah, I know, I know. It's just, it's just a light in the sky, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably nothing or an airplane. And it's always cool when you can look down near the horizon or something and see an actual airplane and go, no, 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 <laughs> that's right. an airplane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that happened at least once that night, the whole confusion of, is it an airplane? And then it's like, okay, a couple more minutes goes on and come to this next cycle in the tape. And, you know, at this point, 
I'm like basically sitting cross-legged, just, just full on meditating because I really want this to, to shine through and to happen. And from what I understand, your intention is all that it is. That's, that's it. hundred percent. Put everything, your, your preconceptions aside and just intend to have this encounter. <laughs> and so I, so I did, and, you know, I intended for her to have this encounter too. So uh, this, this went on like sporadically for probably a half an hour, like, like just one here in the general kind of plane of view, you know, wherever you're looking, like it would happen. And, and so after a while started calling them out like Babe Ruth, you know what I mean? Like, like right here. And she's, you know, laying next to me. So she can, I could see where her head is in relation to my hand. We know, we both know right where I'm pointing, you know what I mean? And um, for the better part of an hour and a half, one after another, after another, after another, <laughs> at these, at these crescendo type points of meditation or of intention, um, these lights would, would flash, sometimes stay lit, move, and then turn off. Um, sometimes two lights stay lit, move together and then move independently and then turn off. So, I mean, it left no room to be like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Right. You know, it really did it. And I mean, we were both just floored, dude. So floored. I was blown away. And, um, I was like, holy shit, dude, um, that worked. And it's, it sounds like it's like relatively uneventful. I no green men came down. Um, no, I didn't go to a spaceship and, you know, like in contact, uh, you know, have my dad tell me that he's an alien, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And, no, and but this is it's... better for your mind to comprehend what we are as if we show you, which I also kind of believe that's the case too, is what your perception of it is, or mm -hmm. these beings is kind of what you will expect to see. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so so mind blowing, dude. And that was that was before I ever started podcasting. I think that was probably after I had initially like, I think I did my family thinks so I'm crazy. No, I did that after. So that was kind of part of what got me into all this, man. Like, was having these experiences and going, dude, <laughs> and I know there's more people out there with these experiences. I know there's more people out there with this information, this hidden history, esoteric stuff, what, what's real about aliens. And I've been wanting to know, cause there's this full on ABC news disclosure. You know what I mean? The Tic Tac video, fucking blah, 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 blah. Um, not to mention like they, they don't say shit about these eyewitness accounts from people. Cause basically we're supposed to view other people as illegitimate sources of information if if you haven't figured it out you know on wikipedia and by snopes by now um you know we're not supposed to look at each other as valuable that's no, and and i'm the complete opposite i want to hear people's stories because that's what i believe you know like yeah i, I absolutely wanna, i want to hear what someone else experienced and like oh shit you know i've had something similar to that or i know someone that's had something similar to that like that's that's the collective that's where we're gonna get the real truth you know absolutely it's it's utterly amazing like i just thinking about it right now like i'm still kind of in shock six months ago basically and i'm still six seven months ago and i'm still kind of reeling over that moment now you know 
a lot of what I would reel over in my life prior to uh, stop using and start meditating and, and really try to better myself, I would reel over negativity, you know, a lot. And I think a lot of us do like reel over these, my girl broke up with me or I lost my job or I was late and got wrote up or blah, 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 blah. Like the whole, the list goes on. There's a huge list. In fact, just for each of us to hate ourselves <laughs> and, you know, um, like if you're able to kind of let go or sideline that hate of yourself for a moment and, and really bring your heart into it, I, I, um, kind of challenge anybody to go out there on a nice starry night and intend to have an experience like with all your heart, you know, imagine yourself as a kid again, get some people around you that are, are happy to be there and are all for it and are positive. And I, I guarantee you because something will happen. Um, sure. Kind of similar to these people going for these ghost hunts. And this is crazy because it all like ties in together. So it's like, yeah, it's confusing our aliens, ghosts and blah, blah, blah. Like, why does everything have to have a freaking title? You know, like that's the problem. We've all been cast upon these spells of titles and labels and this and that. Like, obviously, you know, anything foreign is going to be alien, right? Anything alien mm -hmm. is not normal to us. So technically, all of the above is alien, right? You know, um, some of the above are ghostly in the sense they're not necessarily tangible. But from what I understand, some of these things, um, these craft, these other things have physical manifestations. Um, I don't think crop circles is actually a physical manifestation of a ship or any kind of alien entity. I think that it's something from uh, within the earth system itself. I mean, I think everything's in the earth system, but um like th these are residual energies from from underground or from below or from this what do you want to call it tartarus you know yeah. there's a, there's no, that's, tartaria that's... is is a name that spawned from the name tartarus which meant you know hell you know or right. the, the next layer down was tartarus and um so this this goes all the way back into what we understand as greek mythology structure okay um and this calls into a question the Greeks, period, because not only was there evidence that the Greeks were black, you know, there's evidence that the Greek language was not a uh, like a founded language of its own right. It was just kind of a plagiarized bastardization of other languages, kind of like Latin. Latin was the code language used by the Jesuits to encode all of their information and uh, and dictate who could or who could not read their information. So I'm willing to bet all, a lot of the shit in the Vatican is written in dead languages, Aramaic, so on and so forth, like Dead Sea Scrolls, um, you know, and, and I think even those are, are bastardized to a certain level. But um, so, I mean, it's just, it's nuts to, to feel the same way I do, like about spirituality as I do aliens, as I also do about ghosts and Bigfoot is like, it's wild and and this is why we're like we're all splintered off into our little subgroups and uh, you know we're already subspecies white people black people right but now we're subgroups within that conspiracy theorists truther flatter through rounder through like it keeps breaking down further and further you know splintered off into pieces and like it's it's really unfortunate because 
our power lies in each other, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm hopeful because that, that kind of sounds like alchemy to an extent, like everything's breaking down into these patterns. But what I think is going to happen is it's all going to break down to the source and we're all going to realize like we are all, you know, one. I think it's it happening. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it's crazy. Um, but the, the thing that I'm starting to realize about this, like awakening and, and this thing that some people are going through right now is, um, this may very well be the same thing that say like the yogis of the past were going through, which is why they were able to sit there and smile and love everybody. Even if it looked like to the rest of the world, war, famine, blah, blah, blah. Um, but perhaps now there's more of a presence about it because more people are getting out of their own ways and talking to each other. Like, mm -hmm. like um, most of us probably wouldn't go and meet up because we would, first of all, there would be too many of us in one spot, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, if we were going to meet up in a big city, like I'm sure uh, has started to happen. I'm sure that they're getting bigger and bigger crowds at like these THC gatherings that they're having uh, that, that Greg Carl would start it up. Mm -hmm. uh, like they, I guess they had one in San Diego of, few months ago and they've been continuing so we'll probably have to set some up in each of our own area um you've listened to the higher side chats right yeah yeah so mm -hmm. um so i mean people weren't realistically gathering in groups to talk about this stuff like in reality or you know in reality out in public um until this whole crazy lockdown and everything everyone started getting plugged in and talking to each other you know because I got to keep myself sane, you know, I got to be a social animal and the people that aren't sitting stuck on Facebook anymore um, may very well have transitioned to speaking with each other through Zoom or whatever, like we are. And um, I, I think that there's so much connection going on between people now. Um, and it could just be because I'm in like a weird little box of, of a community that's just fucking awesome like that. And I could talk about the weirdest shit to like the coolest people. Um and I know not everybody has that, but the more that I, I see like our group of, of podcasters and, and truthers and just knowledge seeking awesome people, uh, the more I see this grow, the more I'm noticing like in my daily life, I'll run into people and they'll be all about shit. Like when I'm telling them like, look, I got a podcast, blah, blah, what really? You know, no way. Like, and I remember when I had that feeling about podcasters and podcasts, like, no way that's got to be hella difficult and hard to do and this and that. Right. But like, at some point I got out of my way and just fucking did it. It's, and it's making such leaps and bounds for me, like spiritually and intellectually, um, just symbolically breaking that threshold. Like, yeah. like, nope, putting my voice out there as uncomfortable as I am with the sound of my fucking voice. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put this together, get over this weird stigma. And I think that's why, um, you know, most people were, we, we are trained to not hear our own voices. You know what I mean? If you're right. listening to music or any of these other things, you're never listening to your own voice. Even if you're on a phone call, you're not coming through. Like I am coming through right now through my headphones while I'm talking to you, I can hear my own voice. Right. You can't hear your own voice when you're talking on the phone, usually, right. you know, so we've been detached from this concept of knowing ourselves, <laughs> like in every single way possible. But well, um, and it's so true, though, like, you know, for me, this podcast is very much therapy, you know, and just the connection and the spiritual growth from but I learn and pick up from people stuff I've internalized myself. It's just, yeah. I, it's just amazing too that you had this paranormal experience before you started going on podcasts. Like 
I had a weird one because <clears throat> I was like him and hawing over doing it. And that was the same thing. I hate the sound of my own voice. I don't want to, I, I had like the anchor thing set <laughs> what up. What could I possibly have to say? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I and still I get like, that every now and again, but <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. Like I was, it was in June this year. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? Like my first episode on, am I going to just sit there and talk about paranormal stuff? Am I going to do this? Like I, I have paranormal experiences, but who's going to want to hear that. And then yeah. I had this trippy, I don't out of body experience. I don't. Did you hear this on the? Um, uh, no, no, I don't think I did. As a matter of fact, I had this insane, um, out of body experience with my dog, <laughs> like sitting on the couch. And you said like, in July, in June, yeah, this June, year. yeah. It this last summer was pretty heavy duty, dude. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like I just started meditating just prior to that, mm -hmm. like heavily. But this it would have been right around June when I was. I was having very similar to what you're calling an out-of-body experience, like quite often that, yeah. that, that month, especially that month. So that's nuts that you also did that same yeah. month. And it was like transcendental, you know, like helped you to break through a barrier. Cause that's a hundred percent what happened to me. Yeah, it just <laughs> nuts. Cause like I've had paranormal shit my whole life and I was like, I can just sit there and record them. Who's ever going to listen? And then this thing happened with my dog. And I like told some people at work and it's just like, I just had to do it. I just did like a little 12 minute episode explaining it. And that, that was just what I needed to um, just break that barrier. And then it was just, it just took off from there. You know, that's wild. That's so trip. The timing is, is insane. Um, I'm starting well, I'm, I'm actually leaning more towards understanding that there is something called divine timing, you know, and, so. um, and synchronicities and a lot of this plays into that. Mm -hmm. um, well, and it's funny and too, because I had a, it, it was a weird synchronicity with like conspiracy Kyle, because right after, right after that experience happened, I heard him on tinfoil hat. Right. And it's just, I heard he was on tinfoil hat on June 5th. By November 5th, I was on his show. So it was just like this weird, like five months on the 5th. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> weird shit like that. That just like. That's awesome. You can't explain it to people. And it seems so insignificant, like when you do talk about it, but it's really significant for the person. Yeah, I it's think the that's ladder the to the ladder to heaven that you're climbing, you know, like that's, uh, I mean, if you can identify, um, I was listening to, uh, I think it's uh, expanding reality 2022. And uh, he had a guy on, uh, God, it would have been pretty recently, but um, without like jumping down a whole another rabbit hole, uh, he had this dude on that was talking about uh, how it was divine timing and, and synchronicities, but I'm trying to, to nail down uh, the point that I was driving at. And every, every now and again, my mind will just do this and shut down and force me to talk out of my ass. But <laughs> But, okay. uh, yeah. Um, but you know, I listen to some of these podcasts about different points of view on, on things. And, uh, so it's basically when, when did you wake up? Right. Or mm -hmm. when do you think you woke up? Right. But if you can look back before that, when do you consciously remember being, you know what I mean? Like situationally, like being not just like, we all have fragments of memories of maybe, uh, being like super young five, we might have fragment like two, three, four memories, uh, or less per year from that era of our, of our lives. But at some point we become, we, we wake up in the dream, 
we wake up into the dream, right? And then we and continue waking up. <laughs> right. And then the, like we hit another point where we wake up out of the dream mm-hmm. um, and, and into what we're now in, like the waking world where, where fucking anything's possible. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. you're not as limited, where it's almost like, well, you're in a dream. <laughs> yeah. So you wake, you wake up in, in the dream, you wake up into the dream. And then I guess at some point when you transcend, you wake up out of the dream, mm-hmm. right? You w- awaken from the dream. Maybe that's just when we die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there are some thoughts that you just pop into another avatar. And that's also what happens when you're sleeping. You're mm-hmm. just, you're just popped into another avatar. There's that, that quantum string that's yeah. binding your consciousness to this other part of your own consciousness and if we're all one (laughs) then we're always bound to each other which is why a lot of these synchronicities in in uh especially in the in the podcast uh world if i think of something and don't say it or don't put it on on like let's say my show or don't talk about it with somebody guarantee you within a fucking week somebody's talking about it and and it's so fast that it happens that you know that like this is also part of the validation of spirituality and meditation for me is when I would meditate like sufficiently to have like epiphanies and and dynamic thoughts come through and would puzzle over it and not write it down you know what I mean or or anything but but just go no it'll it'll come back to me and I'll get it down you know at some point um, or even like say it was before podcasting um where i might just drop a message to a friend of mine about something like that hey what do you think about this but in all actuality before i woke up again uh you know and and started knowing myself this time around you know into this current paradigm shift of the dream <laughs> uh i didn't uh i didn't really reach out to others or or mm-hmm. validate my position with outside uh, influence because it was always kind of from a fear perspective like but the world does that it does that to a lot of people and and i think that like when you're looking back into like curses again that those are just like like almost little little stationary sometimes if they're in a place they're stationary little black holes of energy you know like that will siphon off uh off of you you know what i mean yeah. Um, but on the other side, like hauntings, how you have uh, like people used to be buried in their own backyards, you know, um, so part of their re- residual energy is still part of that earth. If, if parts that made them the minerals in their bones and so on, which have information like I was talking about earlier, become part of the earth and are able to then manifest energetically wherever there's a high enough vibe for it. Right. Like so if your family still lives there and you die and hundred years from then your family still lives there. There's still an energetic tie, right. which is why, you know, they'll um, have these encounters and, and you see a lot of like in family homes, especially uh, a lot of people saying, Oh, grandma just lives in her bedroom still, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And uh, so, so it's, it's just nuts, dude, how this all ties together. And I never like, for the life of me would have thought two years ago that I would could break down uh, information from whether it's like quantum computing, uh, the paranormal. Um, and by paranormal, I mean, you know, 
ethereal paranormal, um, material paranormal, you know, Bigfoot, uh, nuts and bolts, aliens, and then like energy paranormal, psi activity, um, you know, all of this, uh, this kind of manipulation of perspective remotely with the mind, you know what I mean? Like that. Um, it all seemed so separate and so foreign from each other until pretty recently for me. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting because that, that channel Gaia has, has some decent stuff on there. You, you've got to know what you're looking at when you're looking at any of all of this programming, all of these stories. And unless it says fiction, you're being handed program. Okay. Now, if you're being handed fiction, you're being handed a nugget of truth that had to be hidden in so much unbelievable shit that nobody would believe it or the truth can't come out. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm really kind of uh, investing a lot of thought power in, in the Lord of the Rings again and how it ties into Tartaria and everything else Mm -hmm. and who we are as humans. I really think that us as humans um, look at the word human, you look at the the word homo homo sapien and you have the word homunculus. Mm -hmm. And it's not a mistake <laughs> that these are similar or prefix the same. Um, you look back in the past and there's tales of so many different civilizations of different types of people, giants, troll type things. There may have even been mountain trolls that turned to stone. We see the evidence of humanoid figures turned to stone all over the planet. So, I mean, the more you dig in all this stuff, it all fucking ties together and looks a lot like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. and and it's just when they say that you know the evil was banished to the east maybe that's what happened on on this earth not middle earth but we are in middle earth you know it's just the throwback to all of it mid midgard middle earth right means the same thing this was a time when everything was connected energetically that's what representative of middle earth or midgard is when the rainbow bridge was there you know when you had this link um like and the crazy thing is like it, I was just trying to, I swear, Nick, Nico, I was just trying to relax and watch fucking Lord of the Rings, bro. Right. You know what well, I mean? Dude, what we should do, because I, I, I've had this gut intuition too. Like I, I even bought, cause I had the regular DVDs. I even bought the um, extended editions on Amazon just to have all the information and stuff. Yeah. And, we got to like chew I said, into this one day, buddy. Yeah. Cause I, I think, yeah, I need a cohort to do that with. I think you're it, bud. <laughs> yeah. That and, um, yeah, no, I think that's a whole separate episode. We yeah, can dive down. That's, dude, if I if I even say the first couple of things, bro, like, yeah, it's off to the races. So we're going to have to do that. And I'm going to watch a couple more, um, you know, jump back and forth between the, the Hobbit and uh, and all that. And, mm-hmm. and even uh, was looking into some of the books. Um, mm-hmm. Cimmerillion, it's it's Tales of Middle Earth. It is. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and basically. The, the cool part, I'll just leave it on, on this, this one note here. The beginning of the book is the, the origin story, the beginning of that universe, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you think that that uh, Middle Earth like reality comes into existence? I, don't, I haven't read, I have that book somewhere. I can't find it. And I never read it, but well, it's, it's, it's sung into existence. Uh, of course it is. I was going to say spoken. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a symphony, a, a monotone symphony is kind of how it's put. Mm. And there are other, these angels or oh. demons or different entities that, yeah, that want to, uh, you know, disrupt that 
and be brighter and create a more beautiful symphony. So they start chiming in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where like the primordial om comes in because you have all and you have m, mm, and it's representative of the light and the dark. So that's why chanting om will help you to manifest things into this reality. So it's nuts, dude. It, it all comes full circle and it's tied together with a it massive freaking thread. <laughs> it always comes full circle. Um, yeah, we've been going just about two hours now. That's I mean, I could, I, could, I could talk to you all night, dude. Um, but yeah, like, let, let's wrap it here and we'll definitely do yeah, some Lord of the sure, Rings dude. stuff. Do more. Yeah, I'm going to get with you on that because it, it's, it's, uh, it's gratifying to know that like all of my work won't be in vain, <laughs> you know? No, but it's just like but, you hear you hear these like Tartarian things and you see the, the big, you know, white marble buildings and stuff. And uh, you think of Minas Tirith and all these. Yeah, these, yeah, and it's, just, and it's yeah, so much more than just the architecture, the story of it, like mm-hmm. of how the, the dynamic of evil plays out in that mm-hmm. land is, I swear, it's a mirror of what we have seen happening in this world um, as far as like, evil manifesting in the east and moving westward look Mm -hmm. at china china is the manifestation of what they want for this planet for this realm right 100 that's you know nobody's going to deny that Mm -hmm. you know so yeah so there's that 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 direct link up because at some period in time in lord of the rings the evil was cast to the east where where it was stuck for a long time and that's kind of what's happening here so <laughs> I think it's, it's getting out of the east, man. It's it's, it's in Australia now. It's going to Canada now. It's it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> it is. It really is. And if you take like that kind of flat earth model that the outer space is just the outer territories, the extra terrestrials, maybe yeah, just just yeah. outside the pond. Because the 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 elves they always go they yeah, sail they, west into the yes Dude. yes exactly they they sail uh they sail into the sunset or whatever wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah to the west you're right and uh they sail off and they they say well we've been we've been here for our thousand years is over mm-hmm. this is the phrase our thousand years is over we have to leave these shores forever right <laughs> right so just, i'm just yeah. saying man yeah, no, <laughs> there's, there's, there's something there. there's there's a lot there um but yeah, let's wrap it up here. And for sure, brother, dude, there's there's a bunch of other topics. Like you said, something not to go down I, another rabbit hole, but that humans <laughs> don't belong here. And I, I 100% agree with that. That hum- we just I, I think the our only- souls were stolen and and brought here. I, I think I, that you know that it's a bastardization in all aspects. Human homunculus, mm-hmm. a Full Metal Alchemist with the homunculus and stuff in there. So I mean, these are super nerdy wormholes, but it's all freaking relevant. And I mean, that experience with the C five alien experience I have just proved it to me. But it's mm-hmm. all relevant, you know, and, right. or like your experience that you had uh, back in June. Uh, just prove it to you without a shadow of a doubt. And when you have that lack of doubt, holy shit, everything opens up to you. And you can't convince other people to see it necessarily, but you can get together like we are now and hash it out. And shit, dude, guarantee you, at least from my last month and a half of podcasting, I've probably opened one person's eyes, if not only my own, right. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's super cool, man. Hey, thanks for having me on Nico. It's oh, freaking thank, an amazing time. Thank you for coming on. We're <laughs> definitely going to do this again. Uh, real quick, just tell everyone where they can find you and yeah, how they can get yeah, in contact um, with you. Yeah. You can uh, 
shoot me a feel free to shoot me a dm or or you know like a post on instagram uh random fracts f-r-a-c-t-s like fractals so i keep putting it out there i decided i'm not going to ever change it so people just have to deal with it mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh you can also hear me on um on spotify podcast addict and uh i think player fm on red it's red thread podcast it's going to be the one at the top of the list with thankfully enough thank you everybody out there with the highest downloads of anything remotely closely named so Mm -hmm. that's cool (laughs) i appreciate that people (laughs) but um yeah man it's just gonna be an awesome journey dude and and i'm super stoked to to share it with you nico and and with everybody out there you know it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing stuff and you know through all this darkness man if we decide to shine we can you know, we just got to want to, it's not easy, but it's a lot of fun. You know, I encourage yeah. anybody out there to shine on through, bud. <laughs> 100% dude. Let's end it there. Thank you for coming on. And yeah, we'll do this again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks. And that's the show folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it and you want to support the show, um, the best thing you can do is to hop onto Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Um, you know, that really helps the show grow. And just share the show. Share it with your friends, family, coworkers, wherever, however. Put it on Instagram, social media. Send it through a text message, an email. Tell people about it, whatever, you know. it's That's how you get shows like this to grow and hopefully we can get more and more guests on that can share their paranormal experiences. And, you know, as always, if you've had a paranormal or a spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show or you just want to talk about some unconventional things, uh, send me an email, upstateunconventional at gmail.com or send me a message through Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. I'd love to hear your stories, folks, and I will see you on the next episode.